too many people rock up to the gym completely unprepared and in so many ways. And the results are then a suboptimal training session. Guess what that means? Yep, you've guessed it, suboptimal results. Now ask yourself, is this what you want? Or would you prefer that you extract everything you possibly can from every training session to make sure that you maximize your success and progress? Meet your host, Andy Naylor. Andy is a men's physique transformation expert, competitive physical champion, and a multi-six-figure business owner who has helped thousands of busy, high-achieving men get into the best shape of their lives and reconnect with their inner alpha. On this show, Andy is going to share with you his playbook on feeling healthy again, avoiding the common pitfalls successful men fall into, dropping 20 to 30 pounds of fat, and building a physique you can finally be proud of. And the transformations aren't just physical either. You're going to learn how meeting your personal goals will help support your professional achievements, giving you that true alpha mentality. Let's go. Now then, welcome back to the show, Alphas. Uh, my name is Andy Naylor, CEO and founder of Naylor Body Design, still, and host of the Optimal Alpha podcast. Welcome back. How are things? I hope everything is rocking, doing well. Here we are, uh, beginning second, or second week in, in Feb. Um, I'd love to know how your, your year started. Uh, you should be absolutely crushing it by this particular point. We're starting to come out of that. Well, hopefully, depending on where you are in the world, we're starting to come out of that real sort of difficult first month. January feels like it's 27 weeks long for most people. Um, and so uh, I hope that things are going well. If they're not, reach out. We're more than happy to help here. Now, today, sub the subject is really revolving around maximizing your, your training sessions. And technically, what I want to call this is getting the max ROI, return on investment on your training sessions. Specifically, the return on investment, meaning your time, your effort, your money, everything like you're putting something into your training session in all of those areas that if you're not getting something back that is an equivalent or better than the effort that you're putting in you're not getting max roi you're kind of going around in circles which sadly is what a lot of people do so we're going to look at what does actually max roi mean and look like like how can we define it and then strategies to actually go after trying to achieve it. So what does max ROI look like? Well, let's try to think about it this way. We all have 24 hours, right? We've all got the same 24 hours, seven days a week, but it is definitely fair to say that some people have a lot more to do in those 24 hours than, uh, 24 hours than others. Um, and the busier you are, the more your time tends to become a focus and a priority. The busier you are, the more you, you are aware that that becomes a limiting factor time focus bandwidth lost time you never get back lost time you never get back so why would you spend four five six hours a week in the gym and not get the very most that you possibly could from it to me that's wasted time and effort and in the life of a busy professional this is not an option okay we demand time efficiency we demand results but ask yourself this, are you truly taking all the steps necessary to make this happen? Maybe you think you do, I would question that. Um, max ROI to me means, I guess, like the sustainable progress coming from each and every session. Like that's a given, right? It's not always possible. It isn't always possible, but sustainable progress coming you know, across the sessions. No wasted sessions, which is no, no wasted time and certainly no wasted effort. 
it means I get to then go on with the rest of my, my day knowing that I have ticked that box. And in the life of a CEO, this helps me so much mentally. The more boxes I tick in a day, the more productive I feel, the more productive I become. It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Um, we have so much to deal with on a daily basis and only so much bandwidth for it all. So I, like you, I'm sure, need to know that my time is spent wisely. Why? Because I never get it back ever again. Max ROI means I can definitively say and prove to myself that I have made progress. The numbers. Okay. I can prove that in the numbers. It's not a guess. It's not that I just went into the gym and got a sweat on and that's all I needed to do. No, tangible damn progress. Okay. No progress to me means wasted effort, wasted time. I can't stand that personally. It drives me mad. The older I've got, and I'm now a, a wise old 44, it gets clearer to me that I cannot, I simply cannot waste time. Certainly when I'm doing something that I'm supposed to be getting rewarded for, i.e. progress in the gym. And if it's something that I'm investing so much of my time into, then I have to put the strategies in place to make sure that each one of those sessions does something. It rewards me. Like you most likely have a business to run or you're probably high level in someone else's business. Okay. You've probably got a family to care for. So you need technically to max your return on your investment. You've got to get the most out of it. You really do. Otherwise, go do something else. They're my thoughts on what this max ROI means. Okay. So strategies, how are we going to actually achieve this? Like, how do we, what on earth do we do to actually start to think, well, how do I go about getting the maximum return on my time investment in the gym? So I would suggest to begin with, it's all in the setup. And I don't just mean what you do in the 60 minutes pre-training. We could say it actually starts right after your current training session. We could even say it starts, <clears throat> the setup starts at the beginning of the week. We could even say the setup for today's session actually started four weeks ago. It's all of these, in fact. Your setup for each session is cumulative. In other words, it's constantly happening. It's ongoing. And as boring as this is, it completely revolves even around your ability to be consistent. Yep, boring old consistency yet again. You know how often that word comes up? Consistency. Do you know how difficult it is for people to do? Very. If you could be more consistent, you'd make a lot more progress. Anyway, here are some, uh, like I guess, an actionable list of just stuff, thoughts, actions, strategies, tactics that came to my mind when I was sort of thinking on this particular subject. There's a few here. Some of them are going to be really obvious. Some of them you've heard me and many other people talk about before. But sometimes repeating the things that are obvious is worthwhile. So let's start with us, you, our bodies and our minds because this is a given, but we should cover it. So maintain a constant hydration level, constant, not two liters today and four tomorrow and just coffee next, no, I mean constant, exactly the same. So, and, and, the, and a rule of thumb here is one liter per 25 kilograms of body weight, give or take, depending on where you live in the world. Um, I drink five liters per day. And if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll see the bottle that I'm holding up. Um, it is now 2 p.m. When I, well, no, it's not. It's 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 quarter past two, and I'm three quarters of the way through my water. If you're watching this on YouTube, you'll be able to see exactly how far through my bottle of water I am. It's way over halfway. Basically, it's it's two o'clock, and I've broken the back of my water intake already, which is what I want. 
I want it to peter off towards the back end of the day, so I'm not getting up through the night having to eat, but maintain a constant hydration level. And at the same time, balance your electrolytes, because if you're drinking five liters of water a day, then you need to be having the electrolytes to come in to do something with that water. Technically, sodium being the key one. Basically, keep a really constant, good, high level of good quality sodium coming in to do something with that water. Eat foods that like you, not the other way around. Eat foods that you digest well and sit well, not just foods that you like the taste of, okay? And then digest well. If you go into a training session with undigest, really badly undigested food in your stomach, you've not set yourself up at all. You're going to have a lot of blood coming into your, uh, into your, into your stomach to, for the digestion. Therefore, you're not going to perform well. And you're probably going to feel sick. So getting food in and making sure you digest it is, is a, just a simple, basic part of this. Hit your calories and macros daily. In the same way that you want a constant water intake, you want a constant level of food intake, energy intake. Sleep and wake at the same time. Yeah, get that circadian rhythm in place. Tell your body the, the, the rules that you want it to work within. Your body will fall into line if you give it the chance. Absolutely ring fence your sleep quality. My goodness, I, I cannot stress that enough. Ring fence. Treat with the highest priority the quality of your sleep. How quickly you fall asleep, not that it's a race, but how quickly you fall asleep, how, how easy you find it to fall asleep the depth and quality of your sleep, and then how good you feel in the morning. Track those three areas. A wearable can help here. Um, take time to relax your body. Baths, massages, mobility work, stretching. Those things can really help. Again, we're setting the body up. We're recovering and setting ourselves up for the next session. Meditation and box breathing, both for the body and for the mind and for the central nervous system. Again, things and little strategies that we can put in place. Manage your autonomic nervous system. Be understanding that there is sympathetic tone, parasympathetic tone, and a, and a sort of line between the two, and you're a scale between the two, and you're somewhere on it all of the time. Learn to notice where you are. How stressed are you? How chilled are you? The people, generally speaking, the people with the best physiques are chilled. They're way more parasympathetic. So if you're running around with a relatively high stress level, deal with it. Stop just telling yourself that's the way that it is. Deal with it. Um, monitor your recovery from session to session. Are you, are you starting to just accumulate fatigue? So recently I've been training uh, a little bit, well, certainly harder and certainly more regularly than I'm used to. And I've just had to take the last, I've taken the last two days off to allow my recovery to catch up because I felt beat up. But I noticed that. I could feel that. I'm aware of what my body is telling me back. And it's like, it's saying, fucking well, rest, Andy. Like, let us catch up. So monitor your recovery abilities and how fast or slow it's going. Deal with niggles before they become an injury and a setback. Yeah, don't just push through something because you think you're fucking hardcore. No, you're not. You're stupid. Deal with niggles. Get them massaged out. Get them dealt with. Care for your body while at the same time hammering the living heck out of it in the gym. Okay, a few things there. Now, let's look at the training perimeter. In other words, what's happening right around training. So first of all, let's look at pre-training. I would suggest if you're going to eat, eat more than 60 minutes pre the training. Why? So you've digested it and probably eat things that you digest well. Not what someone else tells you to eat, but if you know that you digest a bagel with a scrambled egg on it well, then eat that. If you know that it's oats, then eat that. If you know that it has to only be a protein shake, then have that. 60 minutes pre-training. 
wait until calm, just to think about this, wait until calm and recovered post-training to eat as well while we're talking about eating. Don't think that you've got to walk out and suddenly get food down you the moment you finished your training. You don't. Know what you intend to do inside that session before you get in the gym. Understand the moves you're going to do. Know in what order you're going to do them. What numbers did you hit last week? Were they quality reps, therefore quality numbers? And which do you feel that you can beat this week, maintaining the highest quality of reps possible? You've just mentally set up what you're going to do. And it is fair to say that everything we ever do happens twice. Or I would say everything that we do that is intentional happens twice. One in our minds and then one in the physical world that we adopt, i.e., How often have you watched someone say, quite often in the Olympics, someone is about to perform something track and field, 100 meter sprint. They are looking down that track, visualizing themselves running and winning before they've even done it. You can see them doing it. And they've done that many, many, many times before they get to that track, right? Something happens in our mind. So visualizing the mind, the exercises, the moves, you going through them and you beating last week with the highest quality reps possible. Were there any lessons that you can actually take from last week or that, sorry, the last session or the last time you did this session? Was the order not right? Is there anything you can change? Did you rush through stuff? Did something hurt? Like what lessons were there? Don't just ignore them. This is a experiment. This is a game. Play the game. Don't just mindfully monkey brain go into each session hoping things are going to work. You will get out of it what you put in it. In fact, the gym is one of the fairest places on the planet. It is a level, to a degree, it is a level playing field. You will get out of it what you put in it. You put in shit reps, shit quality, shit mindset, you'll get shit results. You put in good quality reps, a sharp mindset, a commitment, you'll get results, okay? Go in with a clear mental plan in your mind. Supplementational-wise, caffeine before training certainly does help, but we would say not coffee. To my understanding, coffee can be quite vaso-restrictive. In other words, it restricts blood flow to a degree. We, it's a vaso-restrictive, so we, we actually want vasodilation. We want blood flow to be as easy as possible to wherever we're training, okay? So things like, yes, caffeine itself would work, in terms of a stimulant and helping us train harder. Alcitrulline and arginine can certainly be useful in terms of vasodilation. They're great for that. Who doesn't want a pump when they're training? It feels good, but technically it means that we're flushing in nutrients and flushing out toxins of a muscle. Alphas, I interrupt this show with a simple message. This show is here to benefit you and your progression to the best version of yourself, but not only just you. It's also here to benefit the people around you, your loved ones, your friends, other alphas in your vicinity. So why not do a really cool thing today? Something that I would thank you for and maybe someone else would. Share this podcast with at least one other alpha out there who you know would benefit from it. Why not share the information, share the ability for someone else to grow? I'm sure they would thank you. I 100% would absolutely thank you. This podcast only grows by our listeners, our followers doing amazing things like giving us five-star reviews, downloading podcasts, subscribing, and then, of course, sharing it with other people. I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Share it with one person, and, of course, drop us a five-star review, download the podcast, and, of course, subscribe. And now back to the show.
Mental alertness can be very useful here. So we could be talking about things like nootropics. So nootropics are things that will essentially light up our brain and give us clarity of thought and, and drive mentally, but they're not really a stimulant. Alpha GPC is a really good one of these. Alpha GPC is a precursor to something called acetylalcholine. Acetylalcholine, among other things it does, is sort of the driver between you thinking about contracting a muscle and the muscle contracting. It's kind of the link between, part of the link between the two. So therefore, acetylalcholine would be very useful before training, right? Alpha GPC is also good in just mental drive in, in and of itself. Um, Alpha GPC works before a bout of work in terms of, say, I don't know, studying or creating something. It works well there. But certainly with its ability to help drive the central nervous system to contract muscle, be very smart. Sodium and water. So sodium, and, well, obviously being hydrated, we've spoken about that. But having a little bit of additional sodium before training would be great. Sodium is a performance enhancer. It helps hydrate the right areas and it additionally helps with actual muscular contraction. We're about to go and train. Muscular contraction is what we're going to do. Sodium will help. And then your pre-gym rituals. Now, this is like most sports people will have some sort of ritual, putting their, their kit on in a certain way, their bag in a certain place, the music they listen to on the way to the, the, the thing, whatever they're doing. Have your rituals. So for me, you know, part of a, a drive or the journey to the gym, um, the music that I listen to, like packing my bag and putting certain things in there, what, like getting my logbook ready, looking at it before the session, making sure my, my, my bottle's full, like just whatever those little things are, they become really useful. They basically use them to get your game head on. Those rituals are transporting you mentally out of the mundane, boring, shit, normal world that it might be into your time in the gym. I don't... Some people can certainly just flip from one to the other. I need some sort of journey out of the world into the gym and then back again can be useful, but get your game head on. The actual training session itself, let's start at the beginning. I would suggest warm up the target muscles. So to warm up, warm up the target muscles, not just jumping on a piece of cardio equipment, Yeah, which is like, oh, I, I warm up by walking on a cardio, you know, I, I, um, I warm up by walking on a treadmill for 10 minutes but you're about to train your chest. The fucking good is that? So yes, it's going to get your heart rate up, but you could have got your heart rate up while at the same time activating your pecs, shoulders, triceps, etc. right? Why would you, why go and stand on a treadmill to walk? Like, like why? It doesn't really, it makes no, unless, it, unless you live in a freezing place, it makes no sense to me. You will achieve far more by doing body part specific warm-up drills than you will ever do by walking for 10 minutes. So for example, if I'm, you know, when I, when I walk into a gym, I walk straight up to a cable stack. And if I'm doing anything upper body, I do this routine. So I get a rope, I hang it on the top of a cable stack and I will do tricep extensions. I will stand back and do sort of like a, a, a bicep pull to my head. Basically I'm warming up biceps, triceps and my elbows. I will then do uh, some sort of straight arm pull down to sort of warm up back muscles. And then I'll then do on another cable machine, uh, Rotator cuff extensions, if you, whatever, if you want to call them extensions. I want, I've just spent time warming and I'll go round a circuit of that. So I've warmed up my arms. I will then, of course, do ballistic stretching on my chest and activation work on my chest. So I've spent the same 10 minutes that you might have done on the treadmill. I'm ready to rock. I've got the same heart rate elevation you did, but I've done so much more. I'm now miles ahead of you. You now can't beat me in my training session because I'm ahead of you. I've taken actions that were just smarter than walking on a treadmill. Okay. Um, have your bag prepared when you walk into the gym. Make sure you've got your water, your lifting gear, your log books, your headphones, whatever you need. Make sure it's there. 
I know, I know what it feels like walking into a gym, wanting to listen to music and realizing that my headphones were still charging on a side at home. It's really, really annoying. So make sure you've got your kit. Go in with your game head on. Mental attitude towards the session is everything. Where your mind goes, your body follows. Where your mind goes, your body follows. If your mind is in the dump and thinking about stuff and you've not been able to let things go, then bye-bye training session. You've got to be able to switch that shit off. You move to like where your mind goes, your body follows. And I'd also say you move towards that which you focus on. So focus on quality and progress. Leave your bloody phone alone. Use it to log your training in an app. Yes, maybe. Switch music. Yes, maybe. But for God's sake, stop checking your fucking emails and communication channels. Stop it. You're distracting yourself. Now, I'm not saying I haven't done this. Of course I've done this. And it really annoys me. And sometimes it's entirely necessary. Sometimes it's not, and it's just habitual to check that crap. So don't. Focus only on the task at hand, maxing your return on investment, not compromising. Be strict on your rest times. This is a really easy overrun in time and lose your return on investment. So if your goal is to train for an hour, but you're pissing about between every set and you know, you're there for five minutes and then you're training, what are you doing? What are you doing? Sharpen up those rest times, okay? Stay near the piece of equipment that you're using. Focus on only one thing between sets, and that is recovery. How quickly can you recover between sets? In other words, your breathing. How quickly can you control your breathing? You know, you get off a leg press and you're breathing like really hard through your mouth. Shut your mouth and try and breathe really hard through your nose. Okay? Focus on the exhale and you will bring your heart rate down very, very quickly and be able to train harder, quicker. Okay? You only have two tasks between sets of exercises. And that is to log the, the exercise you've just done so you don't forget the numbers and recover. That's it. They're the only two things that you need to do. So do them and nothing else. Train like you really mean it. You might think you do. I bet there's massive room for improvement. You might be sitting there thinking, oh, I'll give it everything. We all think we give it everything. We all have more to give. Okay. Stretch at the end of the session. Treat this like another movement. I would say of all the people that train, 10% of people truly stretch. Oh, if, if 10%, right? But if you, want to, if you want to set up the next training session, again, set up, yeah? The next training session as good as possible. You need to finish what, this one in the best way possible. And that is stretch. Treat it, like, treat it like another movement. Use weighted stretching as well. can really help. Nasal breathe while you're doing this. So I breathe very slowly in and out through my nose for 10, 10 breaths for each stretch that I do. It really slows me down. So I've come out of the back of a training session and I'm really hyped and I've got to get rid of that. As I can't walk out of the gym in that mindset. By the time I walk out of the gym, I'm ready to relax, eat and get on with my day. Take your time when you're stretching. Think, you know, think your goal is to turn yourself parasympathetic. You've been really sympathetically toned, fight and flight mode through the training session and that's good. The training session is now finished. It is of no use to you whatsoever. Get yourself set up to become parasympathetic. Now let's look at the post-training perimeter. You're at the gym. Make any notes on the session while they're still clear. Did something hurt? Was something particularly good? Did you use a new piece of equipment that worked well? Whatever. Like, notice what happened. Yeah? Switch on your brain. Uh, everything you're doing now is about max recovery. One of the things, in terms of supplementation, one of the things I'd suggest you take is uh, magnesium. Get out of the gym, take magnesium glycinate. It will help recover you and your central nervous system pretty quickly. Get some water in you. You are probably dehydrated at this point. Start drinking water. There is no need to eat immediately. There really, really isn't. It's normally about an 
hour after I've trained, which is still relatively quickly that I would start to consume any sort of food. And even then, if I don't feel ready, I'll wait a little bit longer. Okay. Let your body settle and be ready to accept food. If you're still stimmed out your mind and very parasympathetic because your training session was particularly hard, take a little bit longer. Make sure that first meal is the easiest meal to digest that you can possibly have. Yeah, take no more stims at this point as well. Don't start jumping on cups of coffee and things like that. Try and, try and let all that go. Yeah, max recovery. Keep stress low after a training session. Okay, I know that can be difficult for us when we're running businesses, but try and manage your stress. Going back to that first meal after you've trained, this is possibly, well, this is most certainly, I would say for most people, the ideal time to have your most amount of carbohydrates. Your body is primed to partition those carbohydrates straight back into the muscle and, and as glycogen where you've just depleted it. So technically, if you've just gone and done a massive great big leg session, you would have depleted glycogen, so stored carbs and water from your legs, from your musculature in your legs. So you start eating carbs, your body's like, ah, oh, we know exactly where to send that back to. Off it goes back to the right place. Okay. And then just go about your day. Yeah, just go about your day. And then speaking of the rest of the day, don't overthink this. Simply go and get done what you need to get done. Because now you've got a whole bunch of other stuff, like the rest of the day in terms of work and family. Hit your meals. Hit your water. Stay calm and relaxed as much as possible. Don't overthink this part. Pretty simple. The rest of the day. And then bedtime. So this is like, so sleeping, of course, is where you truly actually recover. It's where recovery really happens on every level while we're sleeping. So as I've always said, you should be ring fencing this. So this should, this should have a massive focus in your life no matter what. Not only will it aid in the max ROI of the sessions, but it's going to help your whole day, your whole life. I would say quite comfortably that, that sleep is in the hierarchy of health after, ox well, life, in the hierarchy of life after oxygen and water, I would say sleep some comes somewhere near enough after that. Yeah, it's so important. And most people seem to put up with pretty rubbish sleep for decades. In the three hours before sleeping, stop eating. In the two hours, pre-sleeping, no water. And in the one hour, pre-sleeping, no screens. Three, two, one. Three hours, no food. Two hours, no water, give or take. One hour, no screens. Think about that. You're kind of landing your plane. And these are the little tick-off boxes that you need to go through as you're landing your plane just to make your life easier. Be consistent with your sleep and wake time. The more consistent with that you are, the more your body will fall into a pattern and into line. And then make sure that your bedroom setup is where it needs to be so that your sleep quality is there. So you are recovering. So you're setting up the next session. And in terms of the bedroom, it needs to be super dark, no electricals, um, quiet. It needs, to, it needs to be cooler than the rest of the house. It needs to feel like you are essentially retreating to a, 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 the back of the cave. That's what, that's what your bedroom should feel like. I've covered sleep so many times and I will be doing a really in-depth sleep and stress podcast at some point, some point really soon. So look, these are the points that there were so many other things that I could have put in here, but, and I don't think any of these things were rocket science, right? I doubt, I doubt very much that I've mentioned anything in anything I've just gone through that you really wouldn't have thought about. You could have probably easily sat down and come up with a very similar list. It's just now take those thoughts and ideas and so, maybe some have stuck out. You're like, Oh, that's definitely something I don't do. That's definitely something I haven't considered. And just begin to add these things in. Really, we're talking about thinking logically about what will help or hinder us. The more we can swing the pendulum towards the things that will help us, 
the more we're setting up each training session, therefore the better the max ROI we get on the training session. And now you can see how this would become cumulative, right? Like all of these things are not do this once and get a great training session. It's no, like you might not need to do all of these things, but technically none of them are particularly difficult. They're just habits. They're just habits, behaviors, lifestyle, choices, that's it. And these things will create momentum. So once you put all these things in place to the best of your ability, you know, three weeks down the line, you, you're like a steam train at this point. It's going to be very hard for something to knock you off track. And if you are consistent, you'll be able to notice if something isn't quite working. And then you just, as the experiment goes, change something. So I'm going to leave it there. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. I, I hope anything that I've mentioned today has been helpful in any way. Reach out. If, uh, if you want more information on any of this, we're obviously happy to help. Uh, if you've enjoyed the podcast, as I'll always say, you know, give us a five-star review. Thank you to everybody that has been giving us five-star reviews. We, I read them all personally, and they're lovely to see. So thank you so much. Um, you know, also, if anything that we're talking about here, you think you know someone who would benefit from this information, um, and you know them, and you know that they'd benefit, then, then goodness, please share the podcast with them. Um, share that love. Uh, again, I would massively appreciate that, and I'm sure they might do too. So uh, share that with them. Five-star reviews all that good stuff. Um, so for now, Alphas, I'm going to let you go. Go and crush the rest of this week. And of course, hey, look, if you want to know a little bit more about what we do in detail and how we might be able to help you on your own particular journey, then I think there'll be a link in the show notes where you can book a call with uh, myself or one of my team. And we'll run you through exactly what it is. And we'll, we'll talk to you about your specific like health and performance and what are the bottlenecks that you're facing right now that are holding you back from reaching you know, the U 2.0 how you want to look, how you want to feel, how you want to perform. There will be something that's holding you back. There always is. There'll be something or things that aren't aligned, and that's where we come in. Anyway, for now, I'm going to leave you to it. Go and have an amazing rest of the week, and I will come back and catch you next week. Cheers. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. We hope that you feel motivated to start making changes in your life so you can see those results that you've been wanting to achieve. Remember, you can do anything you set your mind to. If you love the show, please leave us a five-star review and make sure you tell your friends. If you'd like to connect with Andy, you can find him on Instagram at Andy underscore Nailer underscore Pure underscore Elite underscore Pro. I'll leave a link in the show notes as well. Talk to you again soon.